0: Laudato Jesus Christus, Vatican and World News.
1: In the headlines this Friday, February 9th, Pope Francis invites Argentine pilgrims to imitate their soon-to-be saint, whom he will canonize on Sunday. The bishops of Haiti urge the Prime Minister to step down amid a worsening wave of violence, And South African bishops call on Christians to vote in this year's elections. In the Vatican, I'm Devin Watkins. Pope Francis met today with pilgrims from Argentina who were in Rome for the canonization of Blessed Maria Antonia of St. Joseph de Paz y Figueroa, known as Mama Antula. The Argentine born nun who founded a house for spiritual exercises in Buenos Aires was born in 1730 and died in 1799 in the Argentinian capital. During the audience in the Vatican, the Pope urged the faithful to learn from her example of holiness and from her strength in God. Deborah Castellana Lubov reports.
2: Let us remember that the path of holiness implies trust and abandonment. For when Blessed Maria Antonia arrived in Buenos Aires, she did so with only a crucifix and barefoot. The Pope offered this reminder on Friday as he met in the Vatican with pilgrims from Argentina, in Rome, for the canonization of Blessed Maria Antonia de San Jose de Paz y Figueroa. Pope Francis chose the date of her canonization for the 11th of February, the anniversary of the first apparition of the Blessed Virgin Mary of Lord.
3: In esta Beata encontramos un ejemplo y una inspiracion.
2: The soon to be canonized Argentinian saint, Mamma Antula, as she was frequently called, placed her security the Pope noted, not in herself, but in God, trusting that her arduous apostolate was his work. Mama Antula, the Pope said, experienced what God wants of each one of us, that we may discover his call, each in our own state of life. Whatever it may be, he said, it is to be done for the greater glory of God. Blessed Mama Antula, he said, drew nourishment from the premise that lies at the root of Ignatian spirituality, which empowered her in her work. It became such an important priority to her, he said, that one of her main concerns was seeking to help all discover the beauty of following Christ. Yet, as the Argentinian pope pointed out, this was not easy for her. Another message the Blessed Gives, the Pope suggested, is to not give up in the face of adversity. Even if we face hostile environments at work or in our families, one must keep the faith and try to radiate
3: it.
2: Firmly rooted in the Lord, he said, We are to challenge our surroundings to bring the joy of the gospel. He concluded by inviting the pilgrims to bear witness to what Mama Antula shared.
1: Que Dios lo bendiga. Muchas
2: gracias. I'm Deborah Castellano-Lubav.
1: Staying with Argentina, the Archbishop of Buenos Aires, Jorge Garcia, says the Argentine people are waiting for a visit from their pastor, Pope Francis. Speaking to Vatican Radio, the Archbishop expressed his joy for the canonization of
0: Argentina's Mama Antula. Christopher Wells has more. Archbishop Jorge Ignacio García Cuerva says a papal visit to Argentina means the meeting of the pastor with his people. His people are waiting for him and want to meet with their pastor. The Archbishop of Buenos Aires addressed the possibility of the Pope returning to his homeland in an interview with Vatican Media's Renato Martinez. The Archbishop is in Rome for the canonization on Sunday of Blessed Antonia Paz de Figueroa, known as Mamantula, who is known for promoting the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. The figure of the first Argentine saint, says the Archbishop, challenges us as a society and as a church so that the model of life she left us does not remain only on the altars. Recalling Pope Francis' exhortation to proclaim the gospel without hesitation, reluctance, or fear, Archbishop Garcia Cuerova said, I believe Mama Antula embodied that missionary spirit, that daring spirit, that creative spirit of proclaiming the gospel in her time. Mama Antula, he emphasized, is a restless woman who hopefully will make us restless Christians, who hopefully will make us truly embody the church going forth as Pope Francis asks us to do. Turning to the challenges facing the local church, Archbishop Garcia Cuervo said, Christian joy is the answer to the difficult times the country is experiencing. Christian joy, he explained, is not a crude optimism, or as we say vulgarly, it is not putting a plastic smile to the problems of life. Christian joy, he said, has to do with knowing that Jesus accompanies us. It is to be truly aware that he conquered death forever with his resurrection. The challenge, he said, is to discover how we can be witnesses of the good news and how to respond to the enormous challenge of being convinced that God accompanies our life, that God is among us, that God has not forgotten the Argentinians, but that he is with us and that we all have to encourage one another to transform the difficult reality we are living. I'm Christopher Wells.
1: Amid violent protests calling for the resignation of Prime Minister Ariel Henry, the bishops of Haiti have urged him to step down for the good of the entire nation. The bishops also call on Haitians not to yield to violence as gangs tear the country apart. Mr. Henry, who has been in power since the assassination of President Jovenel Moise in July 2021, was supposed to hold elections by this Wednesday, but he is now seeking to form a government of national unity. Lisa Zengarini has the story.
4: In a strongly worded statement released on Thursday, the Haitian bishops urged the authorities to immediately put an end to the suffering of the people. Enough blood and tears have been shed by murders, kidnappings and rapes committed over the past three years, they said. Haiti, one of the poorest countries in the world, has been in turmoil for years, with armed gangs controlling vast parts of the island, including the capital Port-au-Prince, and unleashing brutal violence. The assassination of President Jovenel Moise in July 2021 has plunged the country further into chaos and elections haven't taken place since 2016 as the presidency continues to remain vacant. The Haitian bishop's statement addressed directly Prime Minister Ariel Henry, urging him to acknowledge the seriousness of the situation and to make a wise decision by stepping aside for the good of the entire nation, which they said is seriously threatened to its very foundations. While expressing their closeness and sincere condolences to the families of the victims of the clashes this week, the bishops finally called on Haitians not to yield to violence and to focus their energies on building a better future for Haiti. Meanwhile, due to the violence, the Dominican Republic, which shares the island of Hispaniola with Haiti, announced on Wednesday a state of alert and that it was reinforcing its borders with the country. I am Lisa Zingarini.
1: As South Africa enters an election year, the country's bishops are calling on the faithful to vote. The bishops of South Africa have released a pastoral letter and are inviting Catholics to pray every Sunday for the general elections and for the country's future. Festus Tarawali reports. Ahead of general elections later this year in South Africa, the region's bishops are urging
3: the faithful to cast their vote. In a pastoral letter, the Southern African Catholic Bishops' Conference invites Catholics not to take for granted their having maintained the democratic right to go to the polls and choose their leaders. The bishops acknowledge the difficult time of apartheid and the transition to a constitutional democracy, yet they add, We as a people have the God-given right to rise from the ashes, overcome insurmountable crises and find new paths. South Africa's bishops also expressed gratitude for the work of the Independent Electoral Commission and numerous others who have made great strides to prevent violence around election time. We strongly appeal to all eligible voters, said the bishops, to go out and vote and send a message to incoming parliamentarians. Nobody should remain at home, they add. The bishops also requested that all parishes and communities recite a 2024 election prayer every Sunday. They encouraged believers to vote according to their experience and conscience and stressed that lay faithful have an indispensable role in building a better world where there is justice, peace and non-violence. Holding free, fair and peaceful elections, they insisted, requires prayer. The South African bishops concluded by thanking God for the right to determine the outcome of the elections. May the Holy Spirit, they said, continue to heal what is broken in our hearts, families, and nation as we respond to God's call to build a more just and humane, a more united and peaceful South Africa. I am
1: Festus Tarawali. In Tunisia, tragedy stuck a boat of Sudanese migrants trying to make the deadly crossing to Europe's shores. John Baptist Tumasime has the details.
3: Reports from Tunisia say 13 Sudanese migrants died on Thursday and 27 others are still missing after the boat they were traveling in on the Mediterranean Sea to Europe sank off Tunisia's coast. The boat belonged to human traffickers resident in the small town of Jebiniana. The number of Sudan nationals attempting to reach Europe has sharply increased following the outbreak of war in April last year between the national army and rebels of the paramilitary rapidist support forces. I am Johnny Baptist.
1: Staying with the story, over 15,000 people have been killed in Sudan and at least 10 million people have been forced to flee their homes, many of whom are internally displaced. Samila Danish is the Program Development and Funding Officer for CAFOD Su- Sudan, the Caritas partner in the country. He spoke to Linda Bordoni about the desperate humanitarian crisis in Sudan.
5: The surge of uh, newly displaced people, especially across Sudan, has put pressure actually on public services and resources in areas of their arrival. And um, this has created appalling living uh, conditions particularly in, in gathering sites where new IDPs arrive. Millions lack access to essential goods, services uh, such as food, water, shelter, electricity, education, healthcare and nutrition.
4: The conflict in which war crimes are reportedly committed by both sides does appear to have fallen from the interest of mainstream media. Uh, There's very little news and attention from the West. Do you feel abandoned by the international community?
5: People in Sudan feel abandoned, actually, um, by the international community. The humanitarian situation has become very dire and the state institutions are completely collapsed. There hasn't been clear attempts of mediation between the two combatants. People in Sudan feel as if the regional states in the international community have decided to abandon the country. I would also add that since people of Sudan are abandoned by the international community, there has been more involvement by some of the outside actors in the region who support the RSF and its leader. uh, Without considering the the needs of Sudanese people, without paying too much attention to the security and the well-being of the Sudanese people, and this has been of a more concern for all Sudanese people.
1: That was Samila Danish with Kafad Sudan speaking there to Linda Bordoni. Briefly, Colombia's government has agreed to start a peace process with a dissident faction of the former FARC rebel group known as the Second Market Italia. In a joint statement, the two sides outlined plans for the creation of a border peace zones which could help to stimulate economies there. The government of President Gustavo Petro is aiming for total peace, as he calls it, to put an end to six decades of armed internal armed conflict that has claimed more than 450,000 lives. That brings us to the end of this edition of Vatican and World News. For more on these and other stories, please visit vaticannews.va. And don't forget to catch our latest updates on Facebook, X, and Instagram. Many thanks go to Daniele Giorgi in studio. In the Vatican, I'm Devin Watkins.